Hawk in the ocean over his head. The terrorist sets sail for home. And the eagle. Leo Barry, you star. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Have we ever spent two hours at the MCG like this before? Is that the grand final? Sydney Premiers. The best team of the modern era of the last 50 years produces its masterpiece. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. Shade from the boundary. Needs to be in perfect years. He's got the most impossible goal. It's Friday night. It's mystery match time. My name is Joel, and I'm joined once again by Jay. Jay, how are you? Good. It is the weekend, and <laughs> I think actually no, I think Collingwood won, so it's not so good. Oh, not a good start to the weekend, I oh, guess. God. But Hawthorne lost, so can't win them all. Yeah. So you've got another mystery one here. So we've got another mystery one. You've you've caught your eye on what it is, but. Uh... Our, our zero viewers have not, so they'll find out in a moment. Just going to transition our logo on our feed. There we go. Just to more club colours of who's involved. Uh, shall we get it going, Jay? Not waste any time? Yep. All right. Well, let's go for it. I'm going to ask you questions anyway, so. Sweet. Okay, so let's get it on. Here we go. Boom. This is the 1994 preliminary final between Geelong and North Melbourne. It's kind of what I thought it was. So obviously winner goes through to the 94 grand final. Loser season is over. Now, was this the first was this the first prelim played or was this the second? This was the first one played. So this was played uh, in, at the MCG sort of traditional time slot what is it usually 2 p.m or whatever yeah. uh, victorian time and then the other preliminary final was played here in perth and that involves who jay oh i'm not gonna know My brain is <laughs> i know i know it's us but yeah. it's is it who we're playing against is another question i'm just trying to think who we're playing yeah it was melbourne Ah. Yeah. Carey, Wayne Carey, the skipper of North Melbourne at the time. Big Mark start the game. He's a good player. Mm. I mean, he's a bit of a dick, but he was a good player. <laughs> so this is pre-extramarital affair, Wayne Carey, <laughs> that we know of. 98 yeah. AFL games. <laughs> Hadn't even cracked a ton yet. He was virtually the best player in the comp. Just drills it. Yeah, it's an easy kick for him. I was gonna, you just sort of stay with some players when you go back to mm. like the 90s. Don't even try. <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, I'll kick this, you know, and then I'll, I'll wake up today. Now, this is uh, pre-Clash Jumpers as well. <laughs> luckily, yeah, well, that luckily, was the, the big thing that I was 
when when I first looked at it and I was like, is it Collingwood? Cause I couldn't see the colours and I was just like, is this, like, whose prison bars are they, you know? <laughs> well, both teams are blue and white, Geelong obviously with the navy blue. But luckily North Melbourne have the vertical stripes and Geelong have the horizontal stripes. And also they've gone with the white shorts for the quote unquote away team. Yep. I don't know how, how they decided who the away team was for this because North had the week off, so essentially they should be hosting this. So I don't know how they determined it. There's a Port Adelaide coach, Ken Hinckley. Yeah, he's got, got a bit to answer for at the moment. But. <laughs> There's uh, Dean Laidley, who's been in the news in recent months. Yep. Who's the team? Oh, Carey controls it. Left foot. Have a look at that. Boom. Carey with the first two. What year did Adam Simpson come in for North Melbourne? Is that 95? Yeah, maybe 95 or 96. Can't remember. He was in the, he was in the 90, 96 and 98, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure he's in both premierships. Yeah, 99 flag, you mean. Oh, 99, sorry, yeah, because yeah. Adelaide was 97, 98. Yeah. Back in the middle. Yeah, I think he was. I mean, that, that is the ultimate thing, isn't it, as a player is to win, you know, more than one premiership as a player and then go on to coach Ooh. and win. Ooh, a 50. Yeah, it is. What happened. Yeah, I thought that was holding the... It's just because they kept trying to rip his head off. Yeah, he, yeah, he got yeah. high there. And then he got another high, almost. Oh, yeah, it was a high fend-off. Yeah. Now Shane Brewer, I believe, ended, go, ended up at Port Adelaide. And he's kicked Geelong's first goal there. I think he was in their first season. So I think he went to Port for because he's a South Australian. Yep. So I'm pretty sure he went to Port in '97. I mean, going on with this game, I wonder who you know as he's sitting there and going, if West Coast win, who would you rather play against? I kind of remember. I, the, I remember the day because uh, I watched this match, so I was you know. Nothing better to do as a 29-year-old. <laughs> nah. What year was I? I was a teenager, so... Mm, year 10, I think. I had nothing better to do. <laughs> it was one of those weekends where you said, yeah, Mom and Dad, you went on board, and they went, we'll just watch the footy. <laughs> nah. <laughs> pick up. That was my weekend, just watching footy. But, um, I probably didn't really know any better of who would be the better team to face. 
So it didn't, didn't really matter who won. I was a bit nervous about Geelong uh, wanting revenge for 92. Yep. But, uh, equally, North Melbourne were a really good side, so... I didn't think it really mattered. Just wanted it, my team to be in it. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Plus, you would have thought with the way that Geelong had gone through... You know, 89 to now, but at some point they're going to just break through. And... Yeah, well, you think <laughs> the losses in grand finals have to stop at some point, surely? But no, they just kept going on. And on. Same thing for St. Gilda, too. Mm. Uh, a lot of this Geelong side played in the, in the 92 loss and few of them in the 89 loss. They'd obviously go on for a couple more grand final losses yeah. before they were done. I understand why so many Geelong supporters when 07 rolled round and then mm. 09. Um, why they acted the way they did. Yeah. But Still an excuse that they were just acting like fucking knobs. Carry again. Yeah, well, if you got someone like that down there, you're going to keep giving it to him, aren't you? Yeah. Now Wayne Carey actually, uh, Sydney Swans actually had him, had rights to to have him play for them, right? They also had uh, John Longmire, who was the North Melbourne full forward, and I think they sold them to North Melbourne for like ten grand or something. Oh, he'd regret that. Because uh, both of them are from New South Wales. Yeah. It actually has a interesting New South Wales component to it because Bill Brownless, the full forward or probably centre-half forward-ish with Ablett down there at full forward um, is from New South Wales as well interesting I mean I guess for them to swap players between it's not it's not as big a move as it is you know for someone from WA coming over or going here yeah. I reckon the best part of watching the games from the 90s is how the forwards fended off with the one-on-ones and yeah. you know if you look at the current format it's they're trying to force that to happen more but it's just not the same yeah no. like they the, the, the challenges that are, i guess the defender gets away with a lot more but the forwards were just stronger like they had to be physically stronger than they are now yeah well, nowadays they need to be quick on the lead, they need to be able to put defensive pressure on. Yeah. It's Alex Ashenko, who was an inaugural West Coast Eagle. And Mark Bairstow, who could have been an inaugural West Coast Eagle, but Geelong took him when uh, 
The VFL kept delaying the entry. Yeah, the VFL really didn't want anyone to to <laughs> jump in, and now they're trying to take credit for it being the Australian sport. Yeah. So much success so, so much permed hair. Yeah, it almost looked like he had a wig on top of his hair because the lady behind him. <laughs> that was a good, good intercept. Yep. Darren Crocker. Not particularly good to the wing, and that's a clever mark. Strong hands, handling in front. Here's the one for the short one. He ignores that. Sun is out at the present time. Good to see. Here's Riccardi forward at the wing. Now it's interesting in this match you've got Dennis Cometti commentating obviously very famous WA commentator yep, the best commentator out there it's interesting if this was this day and age and he was there you'd imagine he'd be on the he'd be doing the Eagles game later in the day but no they've given him the Melbourne game yeah I don't mind it though because he is such a good. He's so good at what he does. So just ignore all that Fox Sports advertising. Get off our feed, Fox Sports. With the Fox Sports logo on the top right-hand corner as well, you know, just ignore that. Yeah, well, see our Facebook viewers can't see that. I've put a We Talk Footy logo over it. You didn't. You didn't tell me that. So. <laughs> Well, you can see the raw feed, Jay. It's also fun watching the older game with the kicking in danger rule not being there because you, you see people still trying to pick it up even when people are trying to soccer it. Yeah. There's a lot of rules that sort of never got paid. Yeah. He's to kicking get in danger you might not final. see very much even holding the ball we didn't really see a lot yeah because yeah, it wasn't about possession football it was about getting the ball just forward forward territory well that's probably why also explains you know when you look at the scoring now that it's hard to score 80 odd point game yeah because even what we see this weekend, you know, like Geelong just hit over 70, and that was a that's a big score, you know, yeah. the thrashing and Collingwood missed just missed out on scoring 60, but it's still a thrashing apparently. Yeah. Ooh. Can't play him up. Yeah, I thought the guy laying down played him. Then he was like he was waiting for the pump. And Not very subtle. Yeah, and then he just like droop. It's like um, if you ever watch wrestling, you know, in like a Royal Rumble, you know, you just sort of like stand by the ropes and wait for someone to run towards you. Then you sort of duck and they go flying over the top. And they're eliminated instead of you. I remember when the thing came out about the, the WWE being um or WWF when it was then, I think. When it was, you know, everyone's gone on about how it was fake, and then the US was just like, yeah, we understand it's fake, but they still do these these acts, and you know, they can't hurt themselves. Yeah. Everyone loves watching the show, so just get over it. Guys, <laughs> not happy. Oh, he's not happy. 
positive push. On a little bit. Was it a free for a push? When he was already trying to fend him off with the arm? I don't think so. Check that out. Now that would be deliberate out of bounds this day and age. Because Dane Laidley sort of uh, really reinvented himself at North Melbourne because he was on the Eagles list. Uh, he was part of their initial squad. He's yep. a fringe player. So he never really got a good run at it. In and out of the side. Just had enough of it. He wanted some regular game time. So asked for a trade and North Melbourne offered... Uh, offered to give him regular games and became a really pretty handy halfback flanker. That's the thing for some players that works at another club because they mm. kind of gel with their play style or the team. Yeah. So. I think it was just all about opportunity. I mean, the Eagles had a pretty settled back line. Uh, midfield as well was pretty pretty settled over the early 90s period so it was basically a depth player See, I like that, calling for the ball up there, you know, instead of going randomly, oh, that guy was holding the ball because, you know, he picked the ball up as the other guy was already on him. Yeah. Yeah, the umpires got on with it pretty quickly back then. I feel like now, with all of the technology, and I know, you know, and I'm sort of bringing up because other commentators are paid to do this, also bring up, but the umpires are more reluctant to make a call now yeah. in fear that it will get overturned by the technology umpires, and that's the issue. It's like one, just have the one ruling, and if they need it, then refer to it, don't refer to it. To just sort of, I guess, overlap a second yesterday call. Yeah, but I mean, you're talking about goal decisions, though, right? Yeah, goal decisions. You see it with some other things where they kind of are hesitant to make other calls. But, I mean, like with the goals, you just stick to what the call is, goal on par, if they need help, and then that's it. Hmm. Yeah, they're supposed to review every goal. Apparently. Yeah, they, we, we know they can't. <laughs> that was... Uh, that was a, like that that was Jack a Higgins goal, wasn't it? That Richmond player who did that recently? Yeah, but he threw it up in the air. He didn't just throw it on the ground. Yeah, was, uh, threw it up in the air and then kicked it, didn't he? Yeah. Mm. Are you nervous, North Melbourne supporter? Yeah, what's the go with North Melbourne? Like, 
They did well at the end of the 90s, but that's kind of it. Yeah. Isn't it really for the last 20 odd years? Yeah, I mean, they had, they had that period in the 70s, but basically they were a club. They came in in 1925 into the VFL. And it took him 50 years to win a premiership. Yeah, it's a big trail. Yeah. Um, it was pretty much the... Uh, it was like this 10-year rule in the VFL where... Um, you could basically start buying players from other clubs that had served 10 years. So they spent up big and, and got some big names at the time. And they got Ron Barassi as coach, and I think they played in like several grand finals in a row, probably about four years worth or something like that. Yeah, okay. And won a couple of flags. So 50 years of them to win their first, so if you're a Freya supporter, you don't have to feel too bad yet. No, not yet. They're only halfway there. Or maybe that should make him feel bad. <laughs> i got to get that close. I mean, they've got the team for it, but... Yeah, I think I've said it before. I think 2023. If you believe in, like, numerology, numerology sort of stuff. Well, it worked for us. The only downfall is now we've got to wait forever for the next one. So. <laughs> I mean, technically, we should win it this year. We're going in that favour of, you know, 2, 4, 6, 8. <laughs> well, you never know. Oh, I'm that for That's a good goal. Um... Did you hear that the you know, MCG has been going on about that the uh, grand final won't be played anywhere else but there because you know that's what the AFL signed on for. <laughs> and it's mm. like, well, you know, Victoria's in the shit, then you don't have much choice. Yeah, it's a bit hard if nobody can go there. Gee, he looks spent after that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Just crash in. Umpire's like, nah, no free kicks for that weak shit. It's like, is your eye hanging out? Yep. No. Supposed to have people fall all over you. But if you think that's how the pubs were, you know, they expected them to be used to it. So. Have we sighted Ablett yet? A little bit, but he's pretty quiet this game, isn't he? Yes. Yes, and it's quite a famous finish as well. But, uh, we won't spoil it. But yeah, Ablett's the uh, Coleman medalist of 1994. I think it's his uh, highest goal scoring season as well. I think he kicks like 129 for uh, the entire year. 
What a goal count way to have. Mm. You know, kick 120. Like, we've said it before, but I don't think anyone can do that now with the way the game is. Yeah. And hasn't been done for 12 years, so. Yeah. Ozzy's his own teammate. Was that the guy that he slept Was it his wife that he slept with? Uh, who was it? I don't know. I'm just picking out guys <laughs> on the field now. So uh, you never know. It was this guy. Number 10, Anthony Stevens. But uh, probably shouldn't talk too much about it, Jay, because if he's listening, we might, might open up some old wounds. Oh, I think he'd just kick the shit out of Wayne Carey, wouldn't he? Or was he... <laughs> So he played for Anthony Stevens played for North Melbourne until the end of 2004. Mm -hmm. Nearly 300 games. Oh, he's there for both the Premiership games, though, wasn't he, for 96 and 99? Yeah. Two best and fairest. <coughs> Wayne Carey wouldn't see that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think he may have been made captain after Wayne Carey left, maybe. Can't remember. Oh, sound issues are terrible. Oh, I just lost sound, but that's okay. Yeah, so have I. I so I've sort of gone into a bit of a... I don't know if it's supposed to be like that or not. 70s feel with the uh, the image. Just to take it forward a bit. There we go. We only missed a couple of minutes. The first quarter, who really cares? Well, Geelong will have to find another way because uh, they've started. Oh, well, we might as well just fucking skip it then if that's the case. <laughs> So I'm not sure if that glitch was part of the actual video or part of our feed. He broke a rib, punctured his lung, and he's playing today. Okay. Yeah, why not? It's like I know rugby is the hardest sport in this game because they're bigger guys and they, when they hit each other, it, it, it hurts and you can see it hurts. Mm. But, like, athletically, when you compare rugby now to AFL now, the demand on the body, I feel like it's still higher in AFL than it is in rugby. Yeah, I think that probably. This rugby's fairly constant in what you're doing, it isn't it? It is, but I think it's more just like the, I guess like the demand for the running on everyone because yeah. you you know everyone's kind of doing eight to ten k minimum a game. Yeah. Whereas I guess in rugby you're in the scrums the whole time, mm. so you still got that physical constant physical drain on the shoulders, the hips and the, the knees, so... Yeah. He wouldn't be jumping as much, at least. No. 
I mean, I know if I were to pick a sport to play, I'd probably pick AFL because while I may be quick enough to play rugby, I really don't want to get hit by someone who's 120 kilos. McKernan got up very high. Ball comes under foot. Down goes Gary Hocking. The umpire will ball it up again. What's he doing? Why is he touching his head like that? Someone bite his ear. I love watching the rock in these games when it's just like it just hit the wall and smack it somewhere. No matter where it is, just hit it. Just hit it away. It's like, where are my goals? Alright, I'll hit them towards there, that's it. Oh, you gotta wait for that now. Govan knows all about that. What do you reckon? Is he going to kick it, Paul? Yes. Did he kick it? No. Did he? No. He did. No, he just... He's a good kick, Wayne Schwoss. It just started to bend too much back, didn't it? Yeah. Look at that. Five goals, nine. In a quarter. Yeah, fancy graphics. Nothing but the best here. I just hate the Foster <laughs> logo. Like, why would you destroy our national pride by putting that shit there? <laughs> I don't care how much they pay. Like, they should pay money for us not to advertise them. Whoa. Well done, Mick Martin, to rush the ball over the line in the back pocket. Deliberate. Do you reckon? <laughs> oh, here you go. Oh, I just said, do you think it was deliberate? Ah, oh, deliberate. Ah. Uh, I think he I think he played it off enough to make it look like he, you know, he just couldn't catch it and he's running through it too much speed. Puts it across the face of goal. Morales at the back. Well, there's a um, number 42 for Geelong, Adrian Hickmott. He's part of the West Coast Eagles coaching group. Here he is there, just handboarded out, the redhead dude. Actually, used to pay attention to the group, so what is, where is he in the coaching group. Uh, I don't know. I want to say defenders, maybe. Let me see if I can find him. Yeah. He's got like a... He's got like a beardy, a goatee or a beard or something now. Obviously, he's a lot more weathered being a redhead. Oh, bad kick. Oh, yes. No, I know him. Yeah, yeah. I know who he is now. Something of his is on eBay, apparently, according to, uh... <laughs> what? Certain, I don't what know what it is, I'm not clicking on it. Well, we'll have to put it in the, uh, in the podcast notes. So he did three years at Long. Is that all three years? Okay. 92 to 95. Did he play for Carlton? Yeah, he played from Carlton from 96 to 2003, did 100 and did 34 games for them. Yeah. That was a 
critical miss there by Gary Hockey. Yeah, so I'm wondering he's still a guy for only six foot. Hmm. So I'm wondering he probably came here through his connection to John Warsfold then. When John Warsfold was an assistant at Carlton. He was a development coach at Essendon Football Club. Mm. And now he's serving as the backline coach with us. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's been here for quite a while now. Yeah. Interesting after the heroics of that man yesterday, or rather last week, on Greg Williams. Really no spot for him today, Terry. There's usually some sort of connection with the coach and the assistants. I didn't to find from Melbourne. I thought that was like 2004 or something. Mm, I don't know. Probably went further than that. Why did Ablett hold on to him then? Was he just trying to get the free or? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Ablett was at this stage of his career where he was wrestling a lot. Trying to just use his strength. He's a strong guy. Um, right, Simo was club captain in 04, but he stepped down at the end of 2008. Oh, hang on, he played his throne to get him in 2009. So he stepped down as captain then, and he played on. Yeah, 2009. So that was his last year. Yeah. Three premierships, though, you'd be happy with that. Oh, yeah. Although, if I had to pick, I'd probably choose Critscott, you know, to have the uh, the three-peat and also one with Geelong. <laughs> Do you reckon Chris Scott holds it over his brother as well when he rocks up? He's just like, oh, premiership coach coming through? Maybe one day for you. <laughs> probably. Inside the 50, all North Melbourne. They nearly spoil each other. Riccardi again from the boundary line. He took it out. Almost. Mm. I've got to wonder how much Chris Scott actually rates that premiership North for himself, though, nine. right? Geelong, three goals, four. The only score um, so far in this quarter. The ego part of him would be like... He just inherited Two someone else's club. Brownless, one touch, someone else's none. team. And he'd want to make his own impression and uh, get a flag before he ends his tenure there. Another one. Yeah, I think if, if they're able to win another another one by his coach, I think he'll probably hold that with higher regard, especially if Ablett and Selwood, you know, Hawkins, kind of all, even Dangerfield to some degree, even though he wasn't a part of it then, but... If they Longmire. retire and he's able to do a rebuild. John Longmire, current Sydney coach. 
probably not a harder mark to take in football in a full tilt like that. A man yeah, he's right done well too, hasn't he? Yeah, John Longmire is a really interesting one, one because coming into the 90s, the North were were touted as like this up-and-coming team with these great full forward and a great fullback because they had John Longmire at full forward, Nick Martin at full back. The three stars came back today, but I don't know that Geelong's looking any but better. They didn't really get going until Wayne Carey came on the scene. And he sort of just exploded in 93. And the team just rose up the ladder. And he kind of overshadowed everyone. So. But Longmire was a really, really good full forward. He was probably just, just below... Uh, Dunstall, Lockett, and Ablett. Well, he was Coleman medal in 1990. Yeah. He was North Melbourne's leading goal kicker from 1990 to 1994. Mm -hmm. But he was only in the one premiership for him in 99. Yeah, I think he had like a knee injury or something. So... He missed out on the 96 one, I think. And they're just two straight kicks behind. But then he's got the famous win for 2012 with co his coaching role, so... Yeah. It's a good game, that one. That's the late Paul Couch filling that one. Couch got the benefit of that one from 50. possessions two goals for Paul Couch the margin 12 points what do you reckon footy players from the 80s and 90s compared to the footy players you know from like 2010 onwards who do you think's got the shorter lifespan <laughs> what playing career or their living like living wise with how taxing the sport is on the body mm. <laughs> he's probably saying he's got the role no you probably say the older generation is going to have a shorter lifespan. Isn't that the way it goes? Each subsequent generation just for improvements in medicine and training, training and healthy living. And you got to wonder how many old school footballers are affected by things like CTE and you know, other conditions, mental yeah. health, all the stuff that you weren't aware of back then, you know. Pickering has been very quiet. Riccardi to Hinkley, who's barreled over after he got rid of his kick. Barnes clean ball. Stevens won't give him a The more that, that we watch these games, the more I actually hate the short format of the game now. It's so short, isn't it? It just... If you've got momentum, you kind of can just keep that flow happening. Like, it takes a lot to change that momentum swing. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's, the quarter's over by the time, you know, one side starts to try and turn it, and... And then the team that's on top can, you know, steal themselves again for the next quarter. Which is what I feel like happened with Geelong and Brisbane the other night. Mm. That and a reality check, but... 
But I mean, you know, 30 minute quarters, which is essentially what this is. You know, you can be on top for 20 minutes. Yeah. But, you know, all it takes is 10 minutes of laps and the other team can pile on some quick goals and, and turn things around. Yeah. They either catch you or they take it from you. Yeah. Whereas, you know, these 16 minute quarters, which are. Well, let's just call it 20 minutes, roughly. You can just really put your foot down when you're on top and. You won't tire out. So you'll get a break pretty soon. Look at that goalkeeping, 5'10 to 5'4. North Melbourne be spewing that they didn't uh, get a few more goals to really put the pressure on Geelong. Do you reckon the first quarter is kind of what cost North Melbourne in this game? Uh, I guess, yeah, the inaccuracy, and I think the second quarter as well. I think this is where Geelong get a real wriggle on and establish a lead. Well, about time a shot for goal to tie it up. Quick, look at him. Wait for his head to move back and he's got double hair. <laughs> yeah, what is, what is that woman doing there? I don't know, his family, someone important. Got blackmail on him. Lives next door to him. Got pictures of him doing things that he no one wants him to see. <laughs> For me, watching and like you watch these games and having grown up sort of watching these games, you can see the logos of like you see Maya and and others that are around there, and you kind of go like that just doesn't. They're just not prominent. <laughs> stores factors in our life anymore as they were once then yeah Mitsubishi oh, and Mitsubishi's yeah now you know if their car is not really even unless you're buying something small that you just cheap on fuel we used to have a Mitsubishi uh, VCR yeah it was actually a really good VCR. I meant to be she did everything as well. Hmm. You know, you go back to the 70s, Komatsu was doing fridges. I mean, they still do fridges now in Aircom, but it's not like it's widely sold. Yeah, that was yeah. The defender's just like, yeah, okay, yep, yeah, sure, let's pretend. So this is the first goal that he's got all game and he got it through basically staging a free. Yeah. I mean his arms around him there but that's pretty weak. Yeah, that's that's a massive five. And the umpire's right there, you can see it as well. 
No, it's not as bad as that Gavin Brown mark that we saw from last week. No. <laughs> Not as bad as he'd something to see from um, Alec Grants as well. <laughs> he did it so gracefully, you know, like every time he landed, he somehow didn't, you know, fall. He just, like, was placed on the ground. Oh. That hair, Wayne. <laughs> It's interesting, both these clubs have like key defenders that end up playing at Fremantle the following season. Long have Stephen O'Reilly playing fullback. And uh, North Melbourne have Peter Mann at centre halfback. They've both become inaugural Fremantle Dockers. Are they WA boys or was it just a case of yeah. club yeah. swap? Yeah, yeah, they're both from WA. Yeah. That want to come back home. Hmm. I always love seeing like the quit signs around sporting events back then. Because you know, if you wind it back, maybe five, five years prior. Or you know, you'd see like Peter Jackson or Benson and Hedges signs all around. Yeah. <laughs> it's the era that uh, smoking became bad. Yeah, it had a massive impact on F1 as well because it put a lot of money into F1 and other car sports. Yeah. Mm. And the government banned sponsorship from cigarette companies didn't they yeah well, they still take the tax so they, you know they could have just banned the tobacco if they wanted to actually help people but yeah. there's adrian mcadam coming on the ground he was kind of like a one-hit wonder player yep i think it was 93 where he was like had this amazing season he was kicking massive bags of goals and then he just turned to absolute shit. So why do you think that was? It's a lack of confidence or...? Oh, I don't know. Gee, that was almost a throw, that. Yeah, it's hard to say, because... Maybe it is a confidence thing, but... The, the, the guy had talent. Just sort of just disappeared overnight. Weird. Yeah, I mean, players do that though, don't they? I think he's probably been the most severe I've ever seen it. Because he was basically just a star in his debut season. It was amazing. Must be cold if she's got the scarf around her mouth. Ooh, look at that water bottle there. That's straight out the tap of the old two-liter juice bottle. <laughs> Now they expect their Gatorade and their tea and, you know, their cans of Coke and... Saline fluid. 
Get all four and on Which pies do you prefer? If you had to choose, four and twenty or Mrs. Max? Uh, I like four and twenties, but uh, I have to admit I haven't had a Mrs. Max for a long time, and the last time I had it, it was terrible. So I don't know if they've changed since then. And I'm talking like. 20 years, maybe. I don't think they've changed. <laughs> okay. I think they still use the same recipe and the same meat from when they had it. Yeah. And I mean that. I, I think they just got filed for meat and froze it for 20 years. That's a good run on, isn't it? Quick and easy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about pies. It's like it's, that, it's food that seems like a good idea when you start it, but by the end of it, it just you either dropped it on yourself or you just feel sick. I think if you get it from a bakery, you could go. If you get it from a servo, then you're welcome to salmonella. Yeah. Yeah, I should probably try more bakery type pies. They cost more, but they're Yeah, I just never think about it. Like, if I'm buying something while I'm out, it's probably like a proper meal. Yeah. I mean, you've also got two kids who are going to want to buy a bunch of stuff as well. <laughs> yeah, but bakeries aren't that expensive, so. Well, I'll have to keep that in the back of my mind next time I go out. Well, I guess it depends on what you want to spend. Well, if you prefer like mints in the pies or like chunky steak type pies? Depends on the pie. So I'm not a big fan of steak pies. You just haven't had a good one on Paul Joel. <laughs> I just don't like chewing, Jay. I just want to drink my pie. And then just put it in a blender. I'll be happy. Jesus <laughs> Christ, they just put up the foot down, haven't they? This is their most dominant quarter, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, wow, they, um... They pretty much put their foot on their throat with it. Wow, that's a massive score difference. Yeah, coming forward time after time. Ooh, we have had a bit chopped out of the game. How long's left of second quarter? Or have we now... Uh, well, there was seven minutes left last time we saw the clock, but from the, uh, the footage we've obtained, they've chopped a bit out, so I don't know how much is exactly left. Hey, there's our boy Hickmont. Yep. 
Yeah, I got another one. Is that Ablett then? Yeah. Well, I chopped out a fair bit. It's a minute and a half left. Maybe it was like the shitty part of the game and they just found it's not needed, so... <laughs> I like um, Ablett's face after this goal here. Like, he did so much to get that. It's like... Just in the right place, right place for him. Yeah. Now, do you think he was quiet because it was good defending and good game plan by North Melbourne, or he was just off for the, the game? Uh, I think he was just getting old. So, he's had a big season. He's got an old body. He pretty much has to just stay at home and, and wrestle to try and get his goals. Just doesn't have the energy to get up and down the ground. Oh. Well, how old was he at this point? Hmm. At least in his 30s. Some, yeah. I reckon that's pretty, pretty impressive. See, I know, obviously, Abbott thing, you never got the premiership both him and his play as many games as they did as to like how late their age was yeah. so he goes for a few more seasons after this as well there's not many players out there that be like yeah you know I played X amount of games and I played into my 30s and so did my son yeah. Jekin is probably one of the, I guess, the uh, like greatest legacy when it comes to a father-son combo. Yeah, probably. I mean, you've got, you know, the Silvanis. Uh, who else? Name some, Jay. I'm trying to think as to who else was like a father son that. I think, in terms of just um, being star players, it's pretty hard to beat the Ablets. Yeah. Like, there's been, play there's been uh, father sons where one of them was a star and the other one was just a good player. But. I can't really think, think of too many that are where both the father and the son were absolute stars. Like the best player in the comp at one point in their career, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, it's... Uh... Yeah, I mean, thinking about it, they're both in, you know, the top handful of players of all time. You know, you, yeah. put, you put them in the top 10 or the top 20 or whatever. I can't think of any father-son combo that would be in that position. What's the copper got the rain jacket on, but the other two guys don't? So it was like a coach, wasn't it? Yeah, so they're coaches, so they're not, they're not standing out there all day. 
have stormed over the top of North Melbourne to have a very big lead at half time. 10 7 to 5. Yeah, coming in with a uh, 24 point lead at half time. They scored 42 points that quarter, apparently. Jesus. Was that all goals? So, set to go. Ah, uh, wait, no, that's not accurate. It went up by. 25 points in the quarter. Look at that. North Melbourne has one more scoring shot and yet it down by 24 points. Yeah. That was a 63 point conversion rate. North Melbourne scored 4 points that quarter. Yeah. 11 scoring shots to Geelong, 4 to North Melbourne. Stephen Handley from centre wing. Short pass to Barnes. Still on the wing. Couch in a bit of space. I mean, North Melbourne definitely don't roll over. No. But Seven goals. I think they pull it back a bit in this quarter, and then we've got the quite a big quarter final quarter to Couch go. Comes in short, and these men are just picking up possessions at will, not being manned up. I, I agree with Jared that Dennis Pagan's really got to look at his Shinko, bench him, get a more mobile player, and he's going to test Barnes. Kicked by Johnny Barnes. Landing 20 metres short. Brownless in front. Can't take the mark. Yeah, you're right. Ablett just is kind of all in the wrong place, isn't he? But it hit the man on the ground, I think. And went through well, he's just not out on leads, is he? He's just waiting for the ball to come down and then trying out muscle. Blakey, deep in the pocket, plays on immediately to the run of Crocker, who comes up towards half-back. Kicks towards the wing. Do you reckon, like, out of all of the grand finals Ablett Senior played in, 89 is the one he feels like he was most robbed of, or...? Maybe. I've heard Malcolm Blight talk about it. He reckons 92 is probably the one that got away for them. Because, uh... They started really well. They were up, up in front for the first half and then just got overrun. I mean, you know, we, we did 89 as a podcast and the Cats were never in it until right near the end where they just, they just caught up and then it was over. But they were so far behind in that one, you know, that Ablett tried to just will it himself, didn't he? Yeah. Sensational mark by Stevens. Up to half forward. Man in front, Palmer down. That was. Uh, but, I mean, that was a game uh, where there's like absolutely no defenses played. So. Yeah. It was a big feat to kick that many goals, but they were there to be had. Nobody was stopping goals that day. There's no doubt about the free kick and the advantage there of John Longmire having at the left footer. Trent Nichols leading out in front of him. He knew where he needed to go. And what do you reckon? He kicks it. Yes. I'd go with yes. It was a pretty good kick on Walmart. When you know. Oh, you bastard. So he was one of the two points scored for North Melbourne this quarter. 514. But I mean, in general, pretty. Early mid 90s, you know, carrying over for the 80s was still very offensive footy, more so than the defensive footy. 
Yeah, all those strategies weren't really in the game, you know. Flooding hadn't been invented yet. Zone defenses. It was all man on man. Sort of stuff. When you contest and get it moving. Yeah. Seven goals to none in the second term. Listen to um Eddie McGuire chat that American guy Pat McAfee, whatever his name is. And he was going on about the twenty Yeah, the twenty ten win I think it was where they where he implemented Collingwood implemented the lacrosse style of um rotating through their uh, bench players. Mm. And he's like, yeah, well, we did it so well that uh, they changed the rules. It's like, yeah, but they did that to every single club. <laughs> it's like, if you want to try and go on about someone who did it well, you talk about Brisbane and you talk about Hawthorne going three feet. They're the ones who did it so well. All right, Joel, how many coaches are in this game? Hey. Throw my own game in my face. <laughs> now, you already know one's in there, so All right, give so you John. Yeah. Well, there's John Longmire, there's Ken Hinckley. Uh, yeah. Who else is going to be in there? You've obviously got the team lists up, have you? No. Oh, you haven't? I'm just throwing it straight at you. Uh, I'm trying to think who's playing. Don't have to name assistant coaches, do I? Nah. Yeah. That ain't count. Alright, so... Hinkley, Longmire... Beyond that... I'm sure that there's any. That was very, very, very good on a one play then. Oh, Dean Laidley. There's another one. Who is he the coach for? North Melbourne. Oh. Okay, yep. Uh, oh, it cut another bit out. They really wanted to get through this game, didn't they? Where are we now? We're in the third quarter, but I don't know where. <laughs> this is the problem when you don't have a timer anywhere. There we go. We're at 14 Is the clock counting down or is it counting up? Counting down. It's the last quarter that it counts up sometimes, isn't it? Oh, that was just a Channel 10 thing in the 2000s. Look at that, 30 right. points now. Yeah. It's crazy to think, like, this quarter was point-wise was won by North Melbourne. 
but you're talking it was literally one by goal reporter. So Geelong still scored heavily. He hasn't had the, the involvement that he would normally have. A game we see yeah, Alice both very had, good in the early part of the game. Both Blake strong scoring sides. A very consistent and tenacious yeah. for, for the North Melbourne side. He needs to be able to instill some more confidence. So at the end of this quarter, these stats are right. Geelong was five goals, two points, and North Melbourne was six goals, two points. Now, coming into this match, their previous finals, North Melbourne first up played against Hawthorne. Yep. And it was actually a draw. It was the first drawn final since the 1990 qualifying final, which we watched last week. Yep. And it was the first that went into extra time. And North Melbourne came out on top. I think they won by about four goals in the end. This is the thing. So they've had drawn finals. They worked that out and they went, yeah, okay, don't, don't get them play on. Go into extra time. And they've had grand finals, and obviously I know in 2010 they changed after that, but why wasn't it changed when they went, yeah, fuck, maybe a draw is not a good thing to have them play again, maybe we should just do overtime for all of them. Yeah, well I think the thing is they wanted to preserve, preserve that, uh, that if it's a draw, if it's a draw then, you know, it's a draw and you can play, replay the whole match and they wanted to preserve they wanted to preserve that, but they realised that it totally fucked up the final scheduling. Yeah. So they go, okay, well, if it's a regular final, then we'll just do extra time, but we're still keeping it for grand finals. So dumb. See, for me, it, it, it's dumb because when it comes to the finals, it throws out the whole coaching side of it that they've worked out their game plans their counter plan you know all of that just goes out into the bin because once you've already played the game out the opposition knows how and what you're going to do yeah but yeah that's this day and age back then it was just playing a game of football the tactics weren't that in depth yeah, I guess it was just kick it to the best plate you've got down forward and yeah. make sure that they mark it. Bad handball. What do you reckon he said to him then when he lent on to his head? If you're going to do it, just stick your tongue in my ear, or...? I mean, that was the high then. Yeah. Withdrawn finals. They were really, really scarce until the modern era. So... I mean, even then, we've only had a handful. Yeah. But in the last 30 years, there's been way more drawn finals than in probably the previous 60 years. 50? Yeah. So, and I think it's probably more to do with 
the evenness of the competition. You know, back in yesteryear, you had a real disparity between the top one or two clubs and then the rest, you know? Yeah. You know, it wouldn't be that many close games. It would be once a team starts getting on top, they, they really get on top. There's modern football. I still see the blowouts, but... We see a lot more teams get back into matches when they're down by a fair bit, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's happened with us quite a few times as well, so... Yeah. Oh, he's got a bit of extra hair. <laughs> Someone you wouldn't trust with uh, <laughs> your wife, your mother, or, um, <laughs> or anyone that you know walked, but anyone with breasts. He was a good player. I like the umpires back then, you had a bouncing ball better for the centre bounce as well. Jeez, good goal. Storming back into it. Yeah, 14 points. That was a really good play, actually. Is that a cut, then? Yeah. They've really edited this, haven't they? Yeah, it looks like they've sort of taken out those, um... The real grindy parts of it. Yeah. Well, you've got to cater for the modern day audience, okay. Which is me, but yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a breather though from the action. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes into the grind, like, depending on how intense it is, isn't really a breather. No, but when you get to get goal after goal after goal after goal, it becomes less special. Yeah, you might as well watch the highlights. Um, but yeah, I guess with the grind, you can see the game play out a bit more. Mm. Ooh, another free kick. I've had a free kick to Ablett when he did that to them. Yep, there you go. These two have been at each other all day. We can't argue with that one, Mickey. Grabbed and pushed him. Ablett centers the ball to catch. 
I reckon that umpire was just saying to North Melbourne player, like, listen, mate, Geelong are paying me here, and I want to touch him, okay? So I'm sorry, but free. Another goal. Yeah. What do you reckon with the umpires? Do you think we should be able to hear them? More than we do now. Do we hear them? Any? We, we hear them, don't we? Yeah, but it's not as much. Like you know, they they do mop on out for certain things. But like all times, we should just hear everything. Yeah, I guess we should. If we hear them, we should might as well just hear every decision they make. That was another cut then. Yeah, it was. from a goal to a point. This makes me all discombobulated when they cut all stuff out. I'm trying to watch a football game here. God damn it. I mean, this is what you get when you go to Fox Sports, so... Don't promote them. I'm trying to put them down. Any mention of their name is a promotion. Maybe they'll give us free access. <laughs> free access to their archives. Yeah, or you know, just give us a KO license. <laughs> if anything, they'll probably shut us down, Jay. Don't look at that. No. <laughs> we don't endorse that advertising. Is this still on Channel 10 then, or was it just Channel 7? No, this is Channel 7 in the 90s. Channel 10, yeah. did, Channel 10 didn't come into it till 02. Well, for anyone who may end up listening or is listening, if you want to watch this, you just remember it's found on Channel 7, not Fox. Yes. Channel 7. They put him on the stretcher here. Surely he's good enough to walk off, but he's coming off. Oh, that's the rib. He's like, no, I can keep playing. It's only two broken. I'm good. See, this is the bit they could be cutting out. <laughs> yeah, but apparently this is important <laughs> to watch five people carry him off when he was going to walk off and they all look like they're at the edge of being that angle, we, that angle we might get ball sack. Yeah, but the three carrying him on one side look like they might, <laughs> they're, you know, one foot in the grave, so... Why did they stretch him off then? Well, the commentators were going on about the umpire saying the stretch is on, you have to get on it. Ah. Like, I think he wanted to walk off or something. I think the person bringing out the stretcher was like, oh, we haven't used this in a while, I want to use it, and just ran onto the field. <laughs> That's a good mark. You see, we had a pretty good record against Carey with uh, Glenn Jakovic. Yep. Uh, Carey really wanted to wrestle with Jakovic every time. 
some AFL put out some highlights about that not long ago actually like you know, like who won overall who won it and no one can really say I think Wayne Carey's even said that Djakovic won it I think if I remember correctly I think that when it comes to it being important wins Djakovic did but at other times it was more to do with Kerry winning it over him like when it was less important the games were less important yeah. I think post Djakovic's knee injury Kerry probably got on top of him yeah but any sort of injuries like that it makes a big difference that's a good mark Meantime, the action on the cat forward line. Pickering has it inside the 50. High floater. It travels about 15 oh, He minutes. really got fucked Knocked over twice. In, Missed by Tudor. Still he goes off the ground. Lee Tudor. He's got the goal. Close errors by uh, serious knees to our best player. To Djakovic in the 90s and Nat Mui in this past decade. Yeah. Historically, the third quarter has always been the one which sorts some men for the boys. Right in their peak. Getting them in. Yeah. That was a good soccer goal. Yeah. We're still in the third quarter. I think we are. Yeah. There you go. Two more minutes. Carry again. What's up with him and the bloody turkey necking? He's the man. Every time he goes backwards, it's just like... I mean, Waterman does that as well now. Yeah, it's just a bit of a cockiness, isn't it? Yeah. Jeez. Two goals in, what, 30 seconds? Yeah. How many has he got now? It's like six or something. Ten marks through, 15 kicks, five handballs. Let's see if we can find it. Six goals, four. Yeah. One, one tackle. Twenty-four disposals, though. So the ball up, still inside the centre square. 15-8, plays 11-15. Oh, he's looking that bad compared to 5-13 or 5-14 or whatever they were. I think this is their most accurate quarter of the game. Sends it down towards half forward. In from the side, yeah, it is. Is that man Hickmon? Oh, I remember this Andrew Wills. Hated him. Just because of his head, or? Yeah, that, and he went on to play for Fremantle as well. Oh, okay, that's why you hated him. No, I didn't like him when he played for Geelong. So it really is just, you just don't like his face. Yeah. Andrew Wills, kicks. Stays right. No. Well, 
one area where North Melbourne improved over the summer from their disappointing finals. What do we got? Two minutes left of the third quarter if we don't just jump to the fourth. They've pumped up with the weights over summer and they're certainly stronger and fitter. They'll come home. And one aspect about Geelong is you wonder how far in front they need to be until they're safe. Yeah, so we talked about North Melbourne's first final being against Hawthorne. They won that, got the week off. Well, Geelong, their first final was against the Bulldogs. Yep. And that was a win after the siren. Uh, Bill Brownless kicked the winning goal. Then they went and played Carlton. And Carlton had... We're coming off a grand final loss from 93. Uh, we're looking really ominous late in the season, but then I think they lost the last game of the home and away season to Essendon. And they dropped off top spot, and the Eagles took it. So Carlton was second. And back in this finals system, first played eighth. Second played seventh, third played sixth, and fourth played fifth. So Carlton were up against the seventh place Melbourne, and were expected to win, but Melbourne, Melbourne just ran all over them. Showed up, and uh, so Carlton had to play the following week, and they came up against Geelong, and Geelong did the same thing. Carlton went out in straight sets. Of course, they'd go the following season, 95, and lose only two games for the year on their way to the Premiership. Yeah. When was Melbourne's last Premiership win? Uh, 60s, 64, I think. A three-goal lead to the Cats. Earlier this quarter, a couple of times, they led by five goals. So really, them and St. Kilda are probably the next big Victorian clubs to win, aren't they? Yeah. And then, I guess, probably Frio, Adelaide. Well, we're set for a... Pulsating final quarter here. I think. I mean, obviously, Freo's would be one of the most other clubs in some sense. Like, I guess it would be like Melbourne winning again. Yeah. Well, Carlton actually has had a longer drought than Adelaide. Yeah, they have. Yeah. They're in a better position than them now as well. <laughs> there we go. Three goals up at three quarter time, the Cats. North Melbourne. Still with two more scoring shots. So last quarter, so yeah, it's going to be a big one. Geelong had seven scoring shots at 71% conversion, and North Melbourne with eight shots at 75%. Mm. They actually won that quarter by goal, yet they still trailed by three. <laughs> Ablett throwing the elbow at his face there? Yeah, twice. And here is the injury to Bairstow. That's a brave, brave mark, isn't it, to try and take then. Mm. Also, you end up with broken ribs. Glenn yeah. Archer, buddy, coming at you. Last term with the Cats leading by three goals. McKernan in ruck, wins it for North. And uh, the rucking could be all important in this last term. Fitness another factor. Schwoz goes to the boundary line. And we'll have a throw Let it be deliberate. Yeah. 
That's a key call there, Drew, the fitness of this last quarter with North Melbourne coming off a bye last week. Geelong doing it fairly hard against uh, uh, Carlton in the qualifying final at Waverley Park. I definitely think Geelong were the rightful winners in this game. Like, North Melbourne just didn't have the same intent as they did. North led by 28 points at quarter time. Yeah, it was a remarkable final series by Geelong. I mentioned that win over Carlton in the second week. They were out. Uh, I think they had three of their best midfielders out for that game as well. I think Bearstow, Hocking, and the Couch, I think, may not have played. Well, I mean, going into the 94, obviously, West Coast would have been the favourites to win that against Geelong. Yeah. But we would have had the whole country against us. <laughs> so the free kicks now go to 28 to 8 in favour of Geelong. 20 to 8. Free kicks in favour. But you don't see many games like What do you reckon? He's going to kick this and then we'll get a cutscene to like three minutes left? <laughs> no, I think we're going to get the whole final quarter, surely. Big kick. kick. A few centimetres short. And rush through for a behind. Well, fairly and squarely with North Melbourne now. Did that sign from Mitsubishi say, please consider, <laughs> to please consider Magna? Yes. It's a very polite advertisement, isn't it? Please consider our car. We don't think it's that good, but we'd like it if you bought it. Brother, We're not asking Stephen. you to actually buy it. Just consider it. Yeah. Right. Just have a think about it. Just, just at the dinner table, don't go, I really want a fucking or I really want a Commodore. Be like, yeah. I might consider the Magna. Is <laughs> Adrian McAdam who we talked about earlier? Yeah. Great shepherd by Allison. I need to look up some stats of his. Just to. McAdam. Such a star last season. Disappointing year this one. I'd get him towards the bottom because he uh, didn't really do a lot. McAdam kicks. Kicks Crawley. She, she's happy. Do we just skip to... <laughs> so here's Gilbert McAdam, not Gilbert, sorry, Adrian McAdam. 1993, played 17 games, 68 goals, 43 behinds. 19, 17 games. Yeah, in 1994, 18 games, 22 goals and 21 behinds. So he's pretty much a 50-50. Yeah, he's 93 seasons, 68 goals. Was that 43 points or something? Yeah, 68-43. One less game than 94, where he kicked 22-21. And he played one game in 95, and that was it. He was gone. Did he go into another club, or that was it? 
No, that was it. He was only in his early 20s. I feel like if you can have a 60% plus conversion rate, you'd do pretty well at staying as a forward the whole time. Yeah. It's just amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Just a player just has such an amazing first season and then just disappear. Virtually a year later. I mean, there'd be a reason why, though. Yeah, he probably just. I guess he probably wanted to go home or something. And I mean, I'm, I might be wrong. I'm assuming he's from Northern Territory area. Let's have a look. Um, so his first career was 88 to 91 was North Adelaide. Yeah, so he's playing in the San And then, yeah, 93 to 95, North Melbourne. 36 games was his total total career, and he scored 92 goals in those 36 games. Yeah. That's a pretty good average. Yeah, he's Northern Territory. I think he's Northern Northern Territory. Looking at this. This has been played at a red hot pace in the last quarter. The kick by Hinkley to Brown was just. Yeah, it was interesting watching. Um, I was watching. Uh, it was like a questionnaire that you know, like these questions asked to some Indigenous, and one of them come up, and I was like. There's these two young guys, and I was sort of saying, like, the hardest part, you know, when you're, like, playing, if you play footy, is being away from where you grow up. Yeah. Like, ha not having that connection to the land. Yeah. And it was like, it was something that people just won't understand unless you're Indigenous. So it's something that a lot of people sort of make fun of them for, but they don't actually understand that it's not just homesickness, it's, it's more than that. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of them, isn't it? Where they're from. Yeah. Yeah. It's like their, their connection to it. Whereas, you know, for us, I guess, you, you grow up knowing an area mm. and you, you kind of accustomed to it, but it's, yeah, like you said, it's that little bit extra because it's there's something just more to it. I mean, they've got more heritage to it than just sort of growing up. Jeez, that was... Did we cut did we just lose sound again? Yeah, I think it's lost sound. And I think it's actual part of the... of the video. Because I think a, a, a notice comes up as well. I'd skim through it before. I did see you just it. didn't realise that there was cutscenes? No. You just, oh shit, I don't remember the game being this intense. <laughs> well, we better fill in the dead air. Make sure that our, our viewers are getting their money's worth. Well, I mean, you could sing. 
I mean, you're a pretty good opera singer, so... Well, they still can see what what's going on, unless they're listening to the podcast version. But if you're listening, which, to, they're just listening to us talk shit. Yeah, if you're listening to the podcast version, make sure you you visit our Facebook page, We Talk Footy, and uh, you can watch the video, so you can watch the match as we talk over it. It's like magic. Yeah. Some there we go. There's the. Uh, no, we don't need to know who's... We apologise for the temporary loss of commentary. Yeah, just ignore the logo above that bit. Yeah, it's just sports info. That's what it's <laughs> from. It's actually from, um, you know, Wombat Sports. <laughs> hey, there we go. Technical difficulties have been resolved. It's exciting. It's like, you know, when the power's out at home and then it comes back on. You're like, yeah. And then it goes back out again and then you're like, shit. That's the worst. We've got 12 minutes left. That's the worst when it comes back on and gives you a fleeting moment of hope and then it goes out again. Well, it's, yeah, because you get yourself set up to do something else. You're like, oh, I'll take the phone. You know, I'll take my phone and go use that now or I'll put the torch away. You put the torch away, it goes out. You're like, oh, shit, now I'm blind. <laughs> Not much you can do now. Very much in the hands of the players. Archer. Just put all the candles out and you've got to reload it. Well, the goal-scoring heroics have dried up in this quarter north. One, two to two behinds. Man. Oh, you missed that, didn't you? What I miss? Nah, it's the uh, person ran into Pixar and up off the ground and they ran straight past it when they tried to grab it. <laughs> it's, I still think it's funny when you look at the pitch like then compared to now and you look at how much money they put into constantly resurfacing them now. Yeah. Yeah, a lot different back in the day. Yeah, it was like, just play on it, and if it turns into a mud pit, oh, good dance there. I kind of miss it, you know. I miss all the, you know, it's pissing down with rain and massive pools of bloody mud and shit. And they slide through it. Now it's just like this slippery pool table surface. That we can't play for shit on. Um, Strong mark by Kerry. Kerry pumps it back in once more. Longmire in front. O'Reilly reaches over the top. Down went Hickley that time. Longmire to McAdam at close quarters. McAdam. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I don't know, but it's kind of funny if you think when you look at the forwards now, those. Banana, you know, kicking the banana or trying those sort of off-balance shots. Mm. They're much better at it now. Yeah, they practice it way more. I mean, if you think that was Eddie Betts then, he probably would have got it. Yeah. We On see, that angle, it would have been at 70%. I think we see way more freak goals now than, than ever. McKernan could have marked it, didn't know that. A lack of talking. Carey, strong tackle, got him down. It was Pickering. And now Brewer peels off. Yeah, Geelong's just starting to storm up now. His 31st possession. 
A good one. Finds Couch on the wing. Brewer runs on. He's got legs. Stevens superbly done. That could be big in the context of the game. Suddenly the ball in the other direction. Over the top, Allison. Waiting behind an opportunity down there for Brown. Allison to Carey. Brilliantly smothered by Hinckley. Brown slaps it off the ground. Mansfield gets it up to Hinckley. Hinckley deep in his own defensive area. A cool head. A very cool head. Hawking had to wait though. You know, Hinkley's career as a player is kind of like his career as a coach. Yeah. Make it to the finals, but you never get anywhere. He hasn't made it to the finals lately. It's the last well, 2017. Yeah, it was against us, wasn't it? They should have won that game. <laughs> But they didn't. They, no, the arrogance and um, what's his name went for that tackle on Chewy. <laughs> he just gave he he gave it free away when it wasn't even needed to. <laughs> just watching Wayne Carey, he just like disposes of the player. Yeah. With that much confidence and strength and ability. Jesus, they're missing some shots again. It's costing the game. The supporters know it too, don't they? Yeah. What do you make of this? You've got North Melbourne now with real control of the game. They're setting things up. Geelong don't look in any degree of control. It's North Melbourne's game and they just can't put them on. I mean, what was that, 12 19? Was the ball yeah. displaying then? Yep. So. He's got like five more scoring shots. Well, they outscore Chong by two goals this quarter. That meeting we spoke of earlier in round 20. One of the standout games of the season. Another and close look. Getting closer by the moment. Hocking to Handley from half back. Goes to half forward. Man is down there. Did well. Plays on immediately. Doubt the wisdom of that. Fairly. Kicks it out only as far as couch. But a bad bounce. See how much Geelong want to slow it down. And working in a confined space. Yeah. North Melbourne just want to get it. Go forward. Well, that's a yeah, kick. it makes sense why Melbourne want to. Uh, North Melbourne want to. Because yeah. they've got the much stronger forward line. Plus they have to get back in front, don't they? <laughs> yeah. But when you think that Ablett's been quiet all game. Hmm. She looks like she's about to cry. I'm sure they'll look her opportunity soon. Oh, any game when you keep in point after point after point as a quarter, all you're thinking is you probably just lost us the game. Yeah. Oof. Let's go back to that. <laughs> and he's just like, what the fuck happened? 
and in the hands of the trainers. Riccardi takes possession near the centre of the ground. Nichols robs them of the ball. Oh, Nichols, he played for the Eagles as well. Mansfield on the run. He was a Tasmanian, though. That's a fair move. Seven minutes yeah. to go. North, two straight kicks to win. Man has it on the other side. Mench is off the ground. So it was uh, Geelong are now down two players from injuries. <laughs> Is Besto still on? I'm not sure. Because he plays the following week. That was a really clever player to try and put Kerry out of that contest, in, but he just was a much stronger player. Yeah. It was actually well, well thought out that goal. It almost blazed yeah. away. So we got six minutes now. Jeez, they're all over him now. Oh. oh. God, you'd be thinking, look at the North fans. They think surely they're going to take this one. This. Just the speed in which they can kick goals. Oh, they've, got, they've just got the better forward line. This is, is a post lot, this is a lot like the uh, 2010 Grand Final, isn't it? With St Kilda. Yeah. Uh, storming back and getting in front. Got all the momentum. And then just stops. Well, I mean, as long as far enough in front, they kind of stem the bleeding. I reckon it's like a mental thing, you know, you, you're down, you know you have to score, so you put in just that little bit extra, but once you get in front, you just want to hang on. Yeah. So, the mindset just changes, even, you, can't, you just can't control it, it just happens. See now Geelong are down, they know they have to score, so now they lift that little bit instead of trying to hold on. You know, North Melbourne are in front of my point, like, you're right, like, it actually looks like they've taken the game. Yeah. But I mean, up until that point, all Geelong wanted to do was hold on, because they had the lead. Now that they're down, they know they have to attack. It's the mindset change for both sides, and it makes it into a totally different match. Yeah, Bairstow's back on, so... They call that in the back, or what they call that then? Uh, I think it's just a ball up. Ball up. 
That's a good tackle. Yeah. Ball up at centre wing. One point the difference north in front. Couch gets rid of it in a hurry. Up towards the 50. Brownless backs into the pack. Outfire says, give it to me again, and I'll ball it up. Who would be a coach at this stage? There's very little <laughs> that Dennis Payton can do about it. The men out there have got to do it. So four minutes to four go. Minutes so long. Well, it's the first year of what are you hoping for? Another special cut? You what? I said, we're hoping for another, you know, special random cut that goes to the next golf Is your boy? God. And like he's, I think he's like in his twenties, maybe early twenties. <laughs> Looks like he's in his forties. Yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for him. North have had six more scoring shots golf. I was starting to thought that Alistair Clarkson may have been on North list at this point, but I think he'd moved clubs to Melbourne by this stage. I'm not sure if he was still a player. Did he ever won a premiership before? No. No, I don't think he won a flag. That's why he wanted to win so many with Hawthorne. Yeah. Got the little man syndrome. I'll shoot them. I'll win flags as coaches. That's why, you know, they thrashed us in 2015. He was just like, very similar, but I don't care, you want anything as a player, I'm going to what it's like coach. <laughs> Good mark on running backwards. Mm. And the North Melbourne Ruckman, who took it at halfback, Corey McKernan, he's quite, quite interesting to think about him. He's, uh, I think he debuted in 93. Yep. And was the runaway favourite to win the Rising Star for that year. But, I don't know if they've still got the rule, but back then they had the same rule as the Brownlow, where if you were suspended, you weren't eligible to win it. Ah, yep. And he got suspended, so he didn't win the Rising Star. And we're going to along, storming forward. But then in 1996, the same thing happened. He uh, tied for the Brownlow medal, but was suspended. So he didn't win it. And it would have been a three-way oh, three tie. Because uh, Voss and James Hurd won it. It's the final minute. This is crazy stuff. Going to the home and kick. 
Christ. 34 seconds. There's no score and there'll be extra time. And the next kick wins. Yeah, any score will win it, basically. Interesting if he left that, how big the appeal would be for deliberate. Yeah. I mean, if you're North Melbourne, you would have potted everyone back by now. You'd have no one in the 450 waiting. God. I'm pretty much discounting North Melbourne winning from here. Yeah. Oh, he drops a mark. <laughs> so there's the siren. Jesus Christ. That, that defender, he, there's nothing he could do then. That was hard to... Mate, if I was Abla, I would have gone to kick it at the point to rub it into him. Look at that, the John player's already celebrating. What? Wouldn't you? I would have kicked it through the point and just to look at him and just given him the finger. Because you would have won it by <laughs> How gut-wrenching would that be? See, you, you would hold that on yourself, even though that last play, there was nothing he, he could do to stop that. Mm. It was just against him. It'd be absolutely devastating. But they would have the last laugh because this Geelong side wouldn't win a premiership. Yeah. Uh, North would, a couple of years later would be winning a flag and, they'll, and then another one a few years after that. Do you reckon North would have beaten West Coast though? Uh, well, it's difficult to say. I mean, we would have um, been hard to beat. I think the way we were going in that uh, in that game, but Geelong um, having played so many tough finals right down to the wire, they were just. I think they were pretty much cooked by the time they got to the grand final. So it would have been a big contest. Yeah. It would have been a marquee one. You know, you'd have Djakovic versus Carey, uh, Brennan on, or McIntosh on Longmire, McMartin on Peter Sumich. You know, you'd have but then I guess. Schwoss and Peter Matera against each other. West Coast had a better defence than Geelong did, so... Yeah, well, that's the thing. We had the defence that would have probably held North Melbourne a lot a lot better, so... We still had a pretty aggressive board line, too. Yeah. I mean, Sumich was a bit on the on the downswing, but Hetty was up. Um, we had a really gun midfield. Yeah. Would have been a better grand final, probably. But, uh, oh well. We won it, so what do we care? Yeah, that's true. Anyway, so what do you think of that game, Jay? Pretty decent? Oh, it's a good game. Right down to, you know, the last... I mean, really, that last sort of... 
two minutes of play is what sums up that whole game, I think. So Yeah. Yeah, and that very famous with Ablett pretty much beaten by Mick Martin most of the day. Only getting a up couple, until couple of goals, cheap goals through the day, but yeah, getting that last mark and, and kicking after the siren for the win. Gut wrenching for Mick Martin. But uh, I think Ablett will only kick one goal in the grand final anyway, so... Oh, well. Any other yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I mean... But there was nothing he... You, you watched that play, there was nothing yeah. he could do. The, the way that the kick just come in, he was just sort of caught off by it, so... Yeah. Any other thoughts that you want to talk about? Or We've seen the game, we've nothing really to talk about, and we can... Wrap it up. I think that's it. It was actually a pretty good game going into final. Like Geelong probably had that real. I mean, they had a fair bit of a story carrying through to the grand final as well. And mm. I guess it was their attempt to have redemption. But like you said, they kind of had to fight the whole way to get there. So yeah, I mean, they were coming from a long way back. Uh, they were the fourth place team in the regular season. Had to play every week of the finals. Two of the finals went were decided after the siren. So it was a tough ask for them to front up against us after we were, you know, we had a tough first final, but had a week off and then an easy prelim. And yeah. Yeah, we're primed to, to win our second flag. Maybe we'll, we'll watch that game one day. Don't think it's as exciting, though. Yeah. Uh, well, we can just watch it one day ourselves. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, wrap it up and we can look forward to uh, the rest of the weekend's football. We're probably going to review the Eagles game quite soon after it. Just depends on when highlights are available. Okay, Jay? Yep. Yeah, so we'll, we'll tee up a time. It will probably be short notice and we'll try and stream it. But it'll be a short one anyway. Um. You're going to be out of commission for a little bit, Jay, with your surgery? Yeah, probably for next week, so okay. see how we go. Okay, so yeah. Our best to you, Jay. Hope you have a speedy recovery and it all goes well. Oh, it should do. The worst part about it is that I realised I have to fast from 9 o'clock till 2.45, so I can't eat lunch. Oh, no. Kind of ruined my day already and I'm not even there. <laughs> Oh, the struggle is real. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, I will follow up with uh, tomorrow for the short one. Yep. All right. Take care. And everyone All else right. who's watching and listening, you can take care as well. We will catch you next time, whenever that may be. Well, at least after the Eagles game. Good night. Sydney are premiers. The best team of the modern era of the last.